What up, people? It is Sunday, February 7th, Super Bowl Sunday. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, so let's talk. Um, It has been a little over two weeks since the inauguration, and it has been relatively quiet. Uh, It's nice to wake up every morning and not have to worry about what nonsense our president has tweeted or who he's pissed off this week. and it's just a good feeling. I can sleep easy at night knowing that the person we have chosen to be in the White House is actually working and doing his job and not tweeting nonsense. So that has been a pretty pleasant two weeks, although there's still been some nonsense in the House and the Senate leading up to this uh, this trial for the former president. Uh, some of the stuff that's going on is just really, really unbelievable. But um, I digress. We just need to keep moving forward. Um, One thing I wanted to discuss this week was I keep seeing posts, especially on TikTok, of Trump supporters asking Biden supporters why we're so quiet and why uh, are we happy with the decision we made to vote for Biden. And my answer is, hell yeah, I'm happy. Uh, It's quiet because... At this point, he's doing his job. So what is there to complain about? Uh, Speaking for me personally and some of the other people I know that voted for Biden, we don't have to remind you every day that Biden is your president. Um, We don't have to put flags on our cars or fly flags at our house, uh, bumper stickers and all of that stuff and hats and shirts and sweatshirts and all of that paraphernalia uh, for Biden because we're not in the cult. We voted for him because out of the candidates uh, we felt like he was the best person for the job, but for me, I don't worship Joe Biden. I don't worship any man uh, in the nature that Trump supporters support him. Uh, I want to hold him accountable. Um, And with that, one of the first things I think he needs to do um, was something that needs to be addressed immediately this year, probably within the next several months, is the criminal justice system and police reform. Um, I think it has to be a priority with this administration. Uh, Almost every week, there's a story or a video of police officers being caught on tape or on camera making racist comments about minorities. And I have never, to my recollection, hear, uh, I've never, I don't recall ever hearing of a minority officer making racist statements towards non-minorities or about non-minorities. I've never heard of it. And I can't say that it's never happened, but to my knowledge, I have never seen that publicized, but almost on a weekly basis, we're hearing and seeing uh, evidence of white police officers having dis- uh, disparaging comments about minorities. And what that means is they have this preconceived notion uh, and feeling about minorities. So we're already at a disadvantage before we even have an encounter with them. So that's why when a lot of minorities have encounters with the police, they're already on team. 
and they tend to escalate those encounters instead of de-escalating them. A perfect example, there was a black lady who came home, I saw a video yesterday, she came home to her apartment and the door was cracked. She opened the door, uh, peeped her head in and saw two white men chilling in her apartment. So one of them started to walk towards her, she quickly slammed the door, called the police. Uh, Police show up and they walked in and just talked to the men inside her apartment. They were in her apartment 10, 15 minutes being questioned. And one man was eating her food. Uh, One person took a shower in her shower. And all this time, the black lady's like, arrest them. They don't live here. This is my place. They broke in. Uh, I am the victim. And you need to arrest them. And the police were... um, their whole demeanor towards the victim uh, was, you know, calm down, we're talking, we're trying to figure out what's going on. And the fact is, these two strangers broke into this lady's house. Now, they did eventually get arrested, but just imagine if a white lady called and said there were two black men in her house, the whole interaction would have been totally different. Uh, it, it would have been more aggressive, Um, And it's just the restraint that police officers tend to show white men or white people, period, compared to the way they do minorities, uh, something has to be addressed with that. Um, And also, a judge allowed, has allowed one of the domestic terrorists from the capital to vacation in Mexico for four days. Uh, She's out on bail, but he has approved her to go to Mexico. And another uh, person, one of the domestic terrorists, he was moved to a different prison so he could get organic food to eat. Um, I don't think that would ever be done for a minority or for uh, any minorities. The privilege that they continue to show these people uh, is just amazing and we just continue to be at a disadvantage because we don't have these same privileges. Uh, it's it's just crazy, and being a minority myself uh, is very frustrating to know that I'm not afforded these same luxuries or these same considerations as non-minorities. And in my opinion, this is why we're having the issues we're having now is because white men, especially, but white people are they feel this sense of losing their authority or whatever power they feel like they have. And that's what January 6th was about. That's what the election fraud uh, cases are about. It's about white people feeling like they're losing power. And my question to them would be, if you feel like you're becoming the minority and you're so hell-bent on keeping it, why is that? Could it be because of how you currently treat the minorities and you don't want to be treated the same way? You know, I think people need to understand that all minorities want is to be treated equally. We don't want to be treated better. We just want to be treated equally. And you need to be glad we don't want uh, retribution and retaliation uh, for what's been done to us over the years but we just want to be treated equally. 
I'm looking at all of the things that Joe Biden has done in the past couple of weeks. Um, and one thing about holding him accountable is, uh, again, I think justice reform has to be on the table really quickly. That, that has to be made a priority. Uh, but also looking at the COVID relief plan. And um, I disagree with, first of all, I don't think in the package that was just passed, I think they took out the minimum wage increase uh, of $15. I think that's ridiculous. Um, the people that complain about a $15 minimum wage uh, are their complaints and anger are against the wrong people. Because we have a lot of CEOs that make millions and millions of dollars. You need to complain to them. I mean, they're hoarding all of the profit by paying you minimal. So the minimum wage hasn't been increased since, I think they said 2001 or something like that. But minimum wage is not a livable wage. Uh, people generally don't get cost of living increases. Um, like we used to back in the day. I haven't gotten a cost of living increase since probably the early 2000s. But inflation, everything else keeps going up. My rent goes up. Uh, everything continues to increase except your wage. As far as being getting your raises and all of that. So I know this is the time of year you do your annual review. I'm sure I'll have mine soon. Um, and we can skip the conversation. Just email me um, what you need to say and what the increase is and all of that, and I'm good. It's not even a conversation I need to have because it doesn't necessarily make a difference um, in my overall paycheck. I'm cool with, with what I make. I make a pretty good living. Uh, but for me, the trade-off is being able to work from home every day not having to drive to an office, not having to pay for dry cleaning and things of that nature. So I do have some benefits that other people don't have the luxury of, of having. So I'm not really tripping about it. Uh, and just thinking about not adding that um, minimum wage increase to the bill, I'm not sure why we allow people who make a living wage with employee employer paid benefits to tell us what's unreasonable uh, that makes no sense but also part of the consideration in this COVID uh, package is the reduction of uh, the minimums as far as how much you need to make to qualify for the stimulus check and right now what I'm hearing is for single people it's 50000 uh, for you to qualify for couples, it's a hundred thousand. I think that's ridiculous as well, because uh, that's going to take out um, a large group of people who would normally be eligible. My opinion is it should be up to a minimum of seventy-five to a hundred thousand for singles, and then one hundred fifty to two hundred for couples. That's just my opinion to be eligible, because if you make fifty thousand a year, that's your gross income not your net so it should go by what you actually bring home because with the amount of taxes that 50,000 quickly turns into 40 41 so I just don't think that's a good look and I'll be very disappointed if that's what the Biden administration decides to go with 
because that would mean Trump actually helped more people based on how um, the salary range for qualification was uh, determined. So I hope that they change that. I, uh, I don't think everything is set in stone just yet. So I hope that's something that's changed. Um, and then looking at, with this being Black History Month, uh, there's a school in Utah who is allowing parents to opt their children out of lessons concerning black history. But black students are forced to learn about the whitewashing of American history the other months of school. The other 11 months, that's what we learn. But they can't stand to learn about black history for one month. They can opt out of that. Uh, the caucasity of that is amazing to me. Um, I think the entire history section in school learning needs to be reevaluated and reworked because they aren't really teaching the truth behind black history. Um, yeah, I remember in school, you know, we got to the small part about slavery, uh, Martin Luther King, maybe a little bit about Harriet Tubman, maybe a little sentence or paragraph about Frederick Douglass, and that's pretty much it. And our history goes further than just that, um, because it's still going through today. Uh, and they don't teach the truth behind uh, the pilgrims and Columbus and all of that stuff and what really happened. They don't really teach about the Native Americans who are already here. And I think I talked about that on the last podcast, how I think it's stupid to celebrate Columbus Day because you can't discover something where people are already here. Um, I think it's just ridiculous. But... American history has been whitewashed so much to where um, it makes, it, it focuses on minorities very, very lightly, um, as if we had not made a huge contribution to building America. And the Native Americans built America. Slaves helped build America with free labor. But that kind of stuff is not, is not discussed. And for this school to allow children to opt out, um, black history is American history. And I think it's ridiculous to allow them to do that, but I think it's ridiculous to only have black history uh, being taught during one month, which is the shortest month in the year. History should be taught in chronological order in which it happened. Uh, so black people have always been a part of, of the American history, and I think they need to be included in all of those lessons uh, going forward, not just for the month of February. So I just think that's really, um, it's unfortunate, but it doesn't surprise me at this point. And then I want to talk about a few things. I'm wondering why it isn't being talked about more in the news. Uh, for instance, there was a white man named David Huber out of Florida. Uh, I think this was last week. He shot five FBI agents, killing two of them in Miami. And they were there at his apartment to execute a search warrant uh, for child pornography. And they assumed he saw the officers on his uh, ring doorbell camera coming, and he just started shooting through the door. But, again, he killed five 
he shot five FBI agents, killing two of them. I didn't even hear about that on the news. I saw it on Facebook and read the articles and read several articles about um, what happened because I try to do my due diligence. Um, but it seems that white men kill more officers than anybody else. But yet, black people are always considered the threat. I don't get that. And then former Seattle Seahawks football player Chad Wheeler was arrested for domestic violence a couple of weeks ago against his black girlfriend. And from her accounts of the situation is he choked her out. She was unconscious. He beat her. And when she came to, he was sitting drinking a smoothie and looked at her and said, oh, you're still alive? He thought he had killed her. And yet he was arrested but released on $400,000 bail. And he's out right now pending trial, I'm assuming. Um, but Ray Rice was all on the news. Michael Vick, all on the news, went to prison. Um, and to me, they're saying this is domestic violence, but if he had the attitude of, oh, you're still alive, to me, that should be attempted murder. And the Seahawks did immediately release him. Uh, and he sent out a, a statement which was ridiculous. I won't even repeat what his statement was, but uh, it's just you don't hear about that. That went through the news cycle very quickly. And now just recently, within the past few days, uh, a country singer, Morgan Whalen, um, went on a drunken tirade using the N-word to some of his neighbors the other night. And his label suspended him, and I think he was dropped from uh, award shows of being eligible to win some of the country music awards or anything like that. But he has seen a huge increase in sales and streams of his music. And could that be because racists support him? And some of the comments I read on the article were saying that, oh, he said a word, you know, we should cancel him, as if it's not a big deal. Um, people who continue to use the N-word, they know it's a trigger for a lot of people. And they know exactly what they're doing when they say it. Uh, they say it intentionally to try to, because they see it as a huge negative um, connotation, and they use it to try to demean black people. And, I mean, personally, I have a different thought about the N-word. I don't let words bother me. You can call me whatever you want to. It's not what you call me. It's what I answer to. So it, it doesn't bother me, somebody saying it. Now, I'm not saying to, you know, just walk up and just start calling me the N-word. But my reaction to it is not one of violence. Um, you know, I think big picture. If someone were to call me the N-word and I got into a physical confrontation and the police came, my feeling is it would be more detrimental to me having that interaction with the police than it would to the person that said it. So that's why I have that mentality of I can't let words bother me. I can't let that be a trigger for me. And also there are some people mad about the new um, head of the military. I can't think what his actual position is right offhand, but he wants to um, 
do a deep dive on white supremacy in the military and try to eradicate the military of it. And there are people actually mad about this and talking about if this is the route he wants to take, they need to defund the military. And why would you be mad about him wanting to rid the military of white supremacy? Does that mean that you're a white supremacist or you agree with white supremacy? I just don't understand the the argument or the defense of that. So I wholeheartedly agree with them. I hope he can do it. It's going to be hard. I wish they would take that same stance with uh, police because after this insurrection uh, on January 6th, uh, it's definitely obvious and evidence evident that there are a lot of officers in these type of uh, extremist groups. So I wish they could do that across the board as well. So moving on to with this being Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to make my prediction for the night. And I am going for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm riding with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, although if Tampa Bay wins, uh, I wouldn't be mad. I'm just looking forward to a good game. I uh, had an interesting conversation with one of my good friends the other night about Tom Brady. And I am not a Tom Brady fan. But I have to give credit where credit is due. And I think Brady, especially if he wins his seventh ring, I think he will go down as the best football player ever of all time at this point. And the reason I say that is because I don't think any other football player has been to 10 Super Bowls. This is his 10th Super Bowl. He's won six already, uh, going for seven. But doing it from the quarterback position as well. With consistency, he's in the top five, actually in the top three in the major categories um, for quarterbacks all time. I think he's second all-time in passing yards, and if he plays one more season, he will end up being first, unless Drew Brees comes back. Um, I think he's first in touchdowns thrown. So, uh, I, I have to give him credit. I mean, his longevity, not sustaining major injuries as far as I can remember, and always, um, you know, doing it with what he has around him. When he was with the Patriots, their philosophy was the next man up. Uh, I couldn't name four starters from any of the Patriots offensive teams that won a Super Bowl. And although he's gone to a brand new team, brand new coach, uh, brand new system, first year took him to the Super Bowl. That, I think that's an amazing feat. And one of the main reasons why they made it to the Super Bowl. He is not a game manager like some other quarterbacks were, like a Matt Ryan or um, a Brad Johnson, uh, he's a significant part of that office, and he's the one that makes that offense go, so I think he will go down as the best football player of all time, in my opinion, uh, and then I noticed that, saw an article that Carson Wentz said the Eagles, um, he will most likely be traded, that's an interesting scenario out of Philly, so I guess they're going to ride with Jalen Hurts, which I like Jalen Hurts um, in that position, and I actually like Carson Wentz as well. Uh, I think his injury kind of hurt him. Uh, he made some bad decisions. I think he uh, was doing a little bit too much, 
and I don't know if that's because he knew he had someone behind him and he just kind of played outside of his character for a little bit and he ended up getting benched during the season and uh, Jalen Hurst took over so that's going to be interesting there Uh, Deshaun Washington Houston he's asked to be traded and I don't blame him one bit I think his talent is being wasted in Houston they don't have a good offensive line they traded their best uh, offensive player uh, to Arizona and really didn't get anything for it Uh, they don't have a running game so he's just there by himself so I hope he's traded to a contender where he has a chance to kind of continue his career and possibly get to a Super Bowl or the playoffs or something but uh, hopefully he can be traded to a contender Um, and then a trade that happened last week Matt Stafford was traded uh, to the Rams for Jared Goff Uh, that's an interesting trade Um, Matt Stafford has been pretty consistent but Detroit never really put a lot around him Uh, average defense, average offense so really no future there so I feel sorry for Jared Goff going there um, because they're just not necessarily a playoff team definitely not a Super Bowl contender so uh, next year should be very interesting I'm interested to see what happens with Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson and I'm interested to see what happens with uh, our quarterback here Dak Prescott Uh, so wrapping up with our verbal middle finger this goes to the officers who pepper sprayed a nine-year-old black girl Um, apparently she was having a mental health issue and they decided they already had her handcuffed in the back of a police car and because she was crying and uh, screaming for her father they decided to pepper spray her this is another reason why they need to defund the police and add mental health workers uh, to help assist in these type of issues police are not prepared to do that Um, we've seen way too many incidences where someone is having a mental health crisis and the police are prepared to deal with it they end up shooting somebody or doing something stupid like pepper spraying a nine-year-old girl who's already handcuffed in the back of a police car so verbal middle finger to you uh, because you're idiots and then the quote for this week comes from Malcolm X uh, since it's Black History Month I thought about this quote I love it um, and it is I'm for truth no matter who tells it I'm for justice no matter who it's for or against I'm a human being first and foremost and as much as and as such I am for whoever or whatever benefits humanity as a whole um, I couldn't agree more with you Malcolm X and that is going to be it for this week until next time God bless peace